everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another conversation. You are most welcome and wanted. I am Laura Leterio, a member of a local church sitting down at a table to talk about life and the Lord with my sisters in Christ. I'm sharing the table tonight with my lovely friend, Susan Crump. Say hey, Susan. Hello. <laughs> you are my sixth guest, I believe, <laughs> which is wild. Um, We're just getting started. Um, have you ever been recorded before, Susan? Uh, probably, and I probably blocked it out. Well, I guess every time I do um, scripture reading on oh, yeah. Sunday. Good call. Yeah. Yeah. And usually that's this. And you <laughs> totally go back and listen, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's talk about how we met. Um, and I'm actually totally relying on you for this one because I don't you remember. I don't remember. No, no, definitely not. Just yes. old age. I Yeah. I have a weird memory for things. So I just remember meeting you back in... Uh, April of 2012, uh, it was after Aletheia, the church that I was a part of, had merged with Remnant, mm-hmm. um, and we had gotten together, I think, at uh, Audrey Love's house for a hangout. I don't yeah. Yeah, remember any of the conversation, but I just remember <laughs> saying, like, you remind me of someone I know. Oh. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay. I love how I'm saying, uh-huh, as if I'm totally remembering this. <laughs> but, yeah, who inter- who introduced us? Do you remember? Uh, Paige. Paige, okay. Paige and Brian, or I guess it was the Elliot's group that was meeting at the Lachlan's house. And oh, yeah, because I was in the Elliot's group. Mm. Yeah. Oh, and, wait, Whoa, and, you were in the, <laughs> and you were in the Love's group. Yeah, yeah. That's, that makes so much sense because back in the day, I was around the Lachlan's all the time. They were my neighbors mm-hmm. across the street. And um, Paige had such a high regard for you. She would talk about you all the time. Oh. <laughs> so, of course, she introduced <laughs> us. That makes so much sense. Um, okay, so... Susan, I wanted to tell you thank you for coming on the podcast. Mm, Enjoy. And I wanted to also tell you that you are a person that I look forward to seeing. Um, And when I'm around you, I know I'm going to smile. I just know it. (laughs) And you have a way of making a person, um, whoever you're talking to, feel very cared about and admired. Mm. And you serve nonstop. And I have many a time been overwhelmed by your hospitality your generous and your delicious cooking, <laughs> um, the sight of your precious, beautiful children, and I appreciate your example of a posture of humility and grace. I just wanted to say that you are someone a lot of women can surely go to for wisdom, even if you don't feel like you have it, because Jesus is the fount, and you have long gone to his dreams yourself. Mm-hmm. So all that to say, you have a story to tell so I'm going to stop talking. And <laughs> <laughs> let's get started. So your soil, Susan, where did you grow up? So I grew up in Northern Virginia um, in Loudoun County. It's about like an hour or so outside of D.C. Up, uh, down, sideways? North. Okay. I'm <laughs> like, oh no, hold on. <laughs> it's like Richmond is definitely home now. You so just go <laughs> up and lean a little. Yeah, I don't know. Somewhere tucked away. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, I grew up in there, uh, obviously, <laughs> and and just growing up with two older brothers, Steve and Kenny, and my parents. Okay. Um, yeah, I think the cool part is just my parents actually were uh, immigrants from Vietnam. They came over after the Vietnam War um, with very little to their name and wow. kind of created a new life in America. Wow. Yeah. Just alone or did you, they come with a group? 
so I think we did not find out this story until I was in my 20s. And I think okay. post Zach and I being married, that my mom and dad had met at like a immigration like center in or a refugee camp in Vietnam. Okay. My dad thought she was absolutely beautiful. Oh my goodness. And she had apparently a lot of other suitors that were interested. And he was like, I'm going to go to America. I'm going to save up all my money, and then I'm going to bring you and your sister <laughs> to wow. wherever I'm, wherever you guys are at. And so my dad ended up in Maryland, and my mom and my aunt ended up in California. Okay. And so he How had, did he find her? <laughs> well, he had saved up and was like, all right, here's the address of where I am. So okay. you and your sister come along, and he paid for their plane ticket and all, and they ended up okay. landing up in Herndon, Virginia, which is right outside of where I was born. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And so, um, <laughs> do you ever go back up there to Yeah. Uh, so, we, so all my family is still up in Northern Virginia. Okay. I'm the only black sheep of the family that decided to say Richmond is home. Um, so, I'm definitely more motivated because uh, my brother and my sister-in-law just had their first baby. Oh, awesome. So, I get to finally be an auntie. Yeah, boy or girl. Or girl, girl, and her name's Serena. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, your both your brothers are up there then? Yeah, both wow. of them are uh, within maybe 30 minutes of my parents' house. So, okay. they are all in a little community together. Okay. Yeah. I bet at some point you'll tell us how you got down here, (laughs) how that all came about. So when you were younger, you were the little, the youngest. Mm -hmm. Did you fit that description? (laughs) Like who, how would they describe you? Uh, hmm. I think I was the youngest and the only girl. Mm -hmm. So I probably was spoiled more than my brothers were. And I feel like there's something special about the third child. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I feel that with my own third child where (laughs) we are beating to our own little, uh, drum I guess and we're trying to figure out life and be independent and uh, I think for my brothers they'd probably be like yeah she was spoiled and did a lot <laughs> of bad things and did not <laughs> you know regard anything um, yeah yeah would two of you like get together or was it like you against the brothers yeah I think a lot of it was uh, my brothers would definitely interact more together and they would gang up against me mm-hmm. um, I was really close friends with a lot of people in my neighborhood and Mm -hmm. they would always like say ridiculous little jokes about me or whatever. And I'm like, why are you so mean? (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think now as we're adults, it's gotten better. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So were you in like a small, was it small town vibe? Uh, Yeah. I mean, Aladdin County is one of the biggest counties in Virginia and like a lot of people, but where I was, was... The highlight of my town was a Walmart. Okay. <laughs> and the movie theater, if that. And then if you wanted to go do anything fun, you would have to go to Tyson's Corner, which was about oh, 20 okay. or 30 minutes out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So no bowling alley, no. Uh, it wasn't my speed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you didn't roll. <laughs> no. I mean, I think also my parents were really conservative as okay. like immigrants. You know, they were in uncharted waters of... Mm-hmm raising three kids and uh, my brothers and I did not speak Chinese or Vietnamese. Um, we were all learning English at the same time as okay. my parents were. A lot of my parents' English was from I Love Lu- Lucy episodes oh, no way. <laughs> and Three's Company. 
And so when I was watching Sesame Street, my mom would be like learning her alphabet as well. Wow, Susan. Uh, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Wow. Um, so what, what jobs did they get? Wow. So um, my dad, he had a lot of different jobs. Um, one time he owned his own company, like electrical work. Okay. But his steady job, and he's still doing this, is he's working for a metro so he does like all like the repair works for like when the machine and you put your little ticket in uh-huh. and you get on the metro and then my mom she's retired now but she was a housekeeper at holiday inn okay yeah. awesome mm-hmm. so you, you get your aunt was close by mm-hmm. were you all like you're just always with your family kind of thing yeah i mean i think that was always like our big venture together was let's just go to so-and-so's house that lives like 20, 30 minutes away, and it was all the birthday parties, all like the major holidays and the Chinese holidays as yeah. well. So, yeah. So, um, what about childhood memories? Like, tease out some more of this picture <laughs> of your childhood for me. Yeah. I mean, I think I was and probably still am quiet, <laughs> and uh, I feel like I had like a double life, like, where at home I was rambunctious and always questioning things mm-hmm. especially more in like my middle school and high school years mm-hmm. uh, compared to when I was at school I was like stereotypical Asian kid was like I just want to get good grades and <laughs> like very very quiet I mean I think there was a point where we had what is this class like awards or superlatives mm-hmm. and there was a girl and myself and we constantly tied for oh first place for the kid that was the most quiet. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you have this proudly displayed now? You're like, look. Kids. <laughs> I was like, and um, I don't think that gene has been passed down to any of my kids. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Ryan insisted that we not throw away our trophies. Um, I say that as if I had a lot. Mine were just from <laughs> Awana, honestly. I don't know, but he has like all of these sports ones that are really cool. He was right in the end. It took me a long time to, <laughs> to figure that out. So I bet holidays were really fun around your house. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it was um, Chinese New Year's was our biggest holiday. It was kind of like Christmas and 4th of July and whatever major holiday in America. And that was like the big yeah. celebration. Um, yeah, like we we didn't do a lot of like the traditional Western holidays, like okay. my immediate family didn't, um, just because they were Buddhist. You know, my mom still practices that, and my dad is kind of like take it or leave it. Okay. Yeah. So, this is like an aside. When was your first Christmas celebration then? I mean, my cousins would do it, but okay. it was not a big celebration kind of deal. I don't. I'm trying to remember. Uh, I think up until my earliest memory was probably when I was like in my little, little years. But I think after you got to like 10 years old, it was Mm -hmm. done. We don't do anything else. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Gotcha. So when you were little, what did you want to be when you grew up? Hmm. When I was little, probably a teacher. Okay. (laughs) Kind of works out now, I guess. (laughs) In the wash, you were quiet, but you had ideas, right? Yes. I mean, I remember... I love being in the setup of your house right here in the basement. That mm-hmm. was my like hub in the house. Okay. Was it was like unfinished as well and just 
uh, I would line up all my stuffed animals and have a little like chalkboard and like oh, print, uh, cut out all the little like lesson plans and hand it to each stuffed animal. Oh my goodness, <laughs> I love this memory. Do you remember like any lesson? Like was there a random like I'm going to teach you about? I mean, I think I always stayed where I was comfortable. It was yeah. like the letter A. Oh, sounds yeah. Sounds like this. <laughs> or two plus two. <laughs> like, we're not going advanced. <laughs> I love that. I just need that visual. Um, so, yeah, teacher. And, and nothing else, just teacher? Um, I'm trying to think. I feel like later on, I always joked that I wanted to be like... Um, well, at one point, I was like Asian Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> water break <laughs> okay so you watched oprah you watched i TV. did yeah. well yes okay yes <laughs> i actually watched oprah too i'm not gonna lie i totally did and um ricky lake uh, oh yeah. yeah yeah i mean classic you know when you're stuck at home yeah. on a snow day it was always mari or price is right price is right all <laughs> yes. day yep <laughs> funny okay so teacher so what you were involved in anything in school or would you come right home after school what would you do um I think uh a lot of it for the most part was me coming right home my parents uh were very traditional in that way of wanting the kids to stay close um and then also knowing that I was the youngest and only girl Mm -hmm. they were extra cautious and protective in that way Uh, a lot of times I would buck up against that and just be like why can't I do anything yeah because your brothers might have been able to oh they got to do everything okay I'm like I remember trying to just go and hang out with friends to I think we were trying to go to McDonald's right after school and Mm -hmm. I told my parents my dad sat right next he found where I was and sat at a table right next to me and he was like go ahead enjoy your time with your friends <laughs> and oh, that's wow. the last time was that high school that was yes that was definitely high yeah. school years man that must have been i don't know tricky so yeah. did you have to sneak out then or yeah i mean i think so a lot of it transitioned when i was a freshman in high school and the first guy i dated was mm-hmm. not a great guy not a, of great character and just wanting to you know be liked in that way mm-hmm. uh, and I think a lot of my high school years were defined by like relationships and then certain people's that people I wanted like their approval from so yeah. I would okay let's go out and let's go do this and I would sneak out through the basement and mm-hmm. like find a way to like make it all work and but then you know I think I covered my grounds because in school I would still be studious and yeah. do all the things that I needed to do so you're a good student? Yeah, I would, maybe. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, maybe. maybe, I don't know, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> oh, no, geometry. That's where, or once we started introducing letters and theorems, uh, that's, yeah. when I, that's where I tapped out. And yeah. I fear for my children. Yeah. I have to get to that point. <laughs> did you have a favorite subject, though? Mm, uh, I'm trying to think. I did like math up into a point, and then once it got complicated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then you weren't allowed to do clubs. You didn't do sports. I did. Uh, so I think that's when I started pushing those little boundaries again of just like, mm-hmm. okay, well, if I'm not allowed to technically go hang out with friends, mm-hmm. if I join this thing, it'll make me, it'll allow me to go and um, 
<laughs> maybe do what you want to do yeah. or yeah see people and stuff yeah so i would i would be like okay i'm gonna go ahead and do volleyball that way i have to go to school or be out later mm-hmm. or kind of get to experience things that i wouldn't get to normally experience yeah so you did volleyball I did. I did. <laughs> I also did volleyball in high school, and it I'm makes not even going to tell you how bad I was. <laughs> it so makes more sense for you being tall <laughs> and being able to be up by the net <laughs> compared to me at 5'3". You're, you're like low bar, low bar, which is <laughs> the worst sport. <laughs> just want to be man. on the bench, Mom. Um, okay, so did you didn't work then, or did you work after high school? So did you I do? did a little bit of work um i remember so my uncle actually owned a chinese restaurant um in ashburn and it was pretty cool because it was right next to i'm well i'm trying to remember is it washington redskins at that point not commanders and so i would work like the cashier or take little orders or you know fill up the boxes with rice or whatever it may be Mm -hmm. Uh, and then you have like these like macho like super bowl like (laughs) with their rings and all and i'm like Hello. Wow. So <laughs> uh, you were right there then. Yeah. I would not be able to tell you who I saw, saw but I was yeah. like, but I know you play football. <laughs> uh, so so this high school? What? A little bit of high school. Okay. It was kind of like, as, again, my parents would, they would work. My mom would do like the lunch shift before she went to go to work for Holiday Inn. And my dad would do his work at Metro and then come home and do like nighttime delivery. Oh, so okay. they would have just all right you're coming along when you're not in school mm-hmm. and then I believe it was my junior or senior year that I started working for Macy's oh um, so that was fun <laughs> nice yeah um so let me see so you must have gotten out of the house at some point and was that hard for your parents to let you go to college because I know you did oh yeah um I think there was a lot of it were for me um yeah, I think we constantly got into feuds and fights, especially revolving like the relationship side of mm. like my brother was a senior when I started dating and I was a freshman. Okay. So he would see me with the guy and just get so agitated and frustrated. Um, and that would just constantly like every week was a fight. Mm. Um, mostly with your dad or mostly with your mom? Um, Probably more with my mother. Okay. I think my dad would be like, just don't entertain it. She's she just you know just Mm -hmm. back off if you keep pushing her she's gonna keep doing it um but i think my mom you know wanted rightfully so to protect her daughter um and i think for me that just kind of accumulated into yeah just a lot of poor decisions and a lot of things that are are probably hard for any parents to watch too and you know i think my parents didn't have a handle for what to do because my brothers were definitely very obedient and did what they were told and Mm -hmm. I mean they may have snuck out and done things as well but I think because they were boys they were allowed to do that Um, I think I kept on questioning and saying but why can't I do this or why is this not like equal or whatever Mm -hmm. it may be Um, and I think that just kind of led me down a very dark road where it was just a lot of brokenness in my home um where I tried to commit suicide on three several separate occasions, um, where I just, yeah, it was like there's just no point in living mm. and just wanting to get out. And I think, you know, by God's grace, just keeping me alive. And then for me, it was like, all right, just get to a college. Once you can get out of that, you can yeah. 
you know, whatever it may be, just need a little buffer from them. Um, and yeah, so that kind of ended up to how I chose VCU. Yeah. <laughs> it was, my dad was like, all right, it's only two hours away. I feel good about that. And, you know, the, the scholarships helped as well to be able to just be like, okay, it's go for this. This is what is expected of you to go to college. You got a scholarship? Uh, not Definitely not forward, nothing like that, but enough okay. to be like, okay, this is the choice where you're going to go. Um, okay. My parents definitely wanted me to go to like George Mason, which would have been like 20 minutes or so from mm-hmm. my house. And I was like, mm, I just need a little bit more space. Um, and they were understanding it. I guess they saw my brothers go to like JMU or Virginia Tech. So they're like, okay, I guess that's the right thing to do yeah so when your parents saw you struggling i guess would i i guess i'm not what how would buddhism apply to that or how did they try to get you through it how you had you even heard jesus's name at that point no no, 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 no. um yeah i think for them it was um yeah they did not have a place for that it was very taboo to say like hey, I'm struggling with something mm-hmm. or something does not feel right. Um, they would say like, oh, <laughs> there's a phrase in Chinese called gui tia le, okay. um, and it means like a demon is chasing you. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. So it was like, oh, you have done something bad to deserve this. So I this see. is why this is why you are struggling, but you can't bring that on to us and our family. Mm. So kind of keep it to yourself, you know, keep it where nobody else sees anything else going on in your life we don't want anyone else to see you know you struggling or whatever or oh it's just a phase or it'll pass and yeah I I think they just did not know how to handle that yeah yeah that's heavy Susan I'm sorry (laughs) no don't be sorry don't be sorry it's uh without Christ yeah the weight is on you there's no one strong enough to you know lift that um so when you finally ex- were accepted at VCU and you moved away, were you like, yes, everything's going to be different? Like, I don't know. Like, Yeah, I feel like you always have the optimism, especially if you've never lived on your own or mm-hmm. separated from, like, what you've only known in your home life. Um, so I think I was like, yeah, finally. But then I realized, like, literally the day that my parents dropped me off and unloaded and drove off, I was like, whoa i'm alone here (laughs) this is different i don't i don't know if i i can handle this call you later (laughs) (laughs) i'm pretty sure i did call my mom like as she was driving i'm like i don't know did you you do dorms like i did so i was uh on vcu's campus and one of the oldest dorms roads and i was on the 16th floor wow so that was fun yeah (laughs) Is the dorm still there? I'm not. It is still there. Okay. It's one of the, I think, the oldest one. And I think it has 18 floors. So I was up there, which okay. was awful whenever we had fire drills. <laughs> and they're like, all right, go on up. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's high. Um, so did you make friends right away? Like, what was your major? Uh, <laughs> so Why are you laughing? <laughs> <laughs> What's your major? <laughs> so it started as bio and I realized "Mm, I do not have that mindset yeah um and then I did business and I was like maybe I'll do like pharmacy somewhere in that Mm -hmm. um and then I ended up landing with psychology because I was like get me a degree (laughs) get me out because I don't know what else to do and maybe it goes back to the Asian Oprah like I was like maybe (laughs) I'll do that um and so I did that 
probably my junior year, I made the switch to go to like psychology. And then as far as community or friends, uh, I remember meeting two girls from freshman orientation that I uh, connected with. And our bond was that we were both from Northern Virginia and we were Asian. (laughs) So I was like, okay, cool. Um, And then for me, my roommate was uh, (laughs) the stereotypical art kid. And so she was very into the art scene and partying and doing the things. And And being your friend, right? Yeah, and yeah. I enjoyed I enjoyed her, um, and so we would go to like rugby parties right off campus and do all the dumb things yeah. in that way, and yeah, I, that's where I was at. So there, something must have changed during that time period, but I like what happened because I know <laughs> somewhere in there you had to, you met Jesus, right? I mean, in my, yeah. it was at college. I, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, I think I continued doing the whole party scene, um, just doing whatever would feel good for me. And then I just kept on having this, like, this is not fun. This mm. is not fun to be able to like have conversation with people and they'll remember it the next day mm-hmm. and then you know like who wants to go and like have lunch or do something that's actually like not revolving around Drinking getting drunk or, or yeah. just silliness I guess um, and so the two girls that I met from freshman orientation were like let's just go and like meet people or find like some type of free event at VCU mm-hmm. and so we're like you know true nature of broke college students <laughs> there was a free event that had food and we're like let's free. do <laughs> same <Love it>. same <laughs> and so we ended up going to this event called international dinner okay. um and it was open to everyone so we got there and i remember like getting in line getting the f- tray of food and i was the first one of the three to get the food and I was trying to figure out where we're going to sit okay. and I remember it was like Sophie's choice of like alright I see a bunch <laughs> of either a bunch of dudes and I'm probably going to be awkward I'm already an awkward person I know my bend or a bunch mm-hmm. of girls and I was like oh no what if they're like catty and mean and I was like alright let's just go with the girls go with the girls yeah <laughs> and it worked out and that uh, I ended up sitting next to two girls named uh, at that time now they have married Erin uh, Atley and Joelle um, Bennett and they were just amazing they loved yeah. the Lord and they were actually part of Alethea. Oh, that worked out yeah <laughs> yeah oh Alethea okay. were, yeah and they were you know working with I guess um, just helping out with the church plant at that time and I just connected and I was like oh wow this is so cool upperclassmen uh-huh. actually want to hang out like <laughs> with like dweeby freshmen and we ended up connecting and uh, hanging out later that night uh-huh. and we watched Miss Potter of all movies and um, at the end of the night they were like just talking about like hey we're a part of a campus organization that's also a church kind of like have you ever heard about the name of Jesus and I was like no yeah (laughs) wow yeah and it was really awesome what about your friends what did they say uh, let's see. Uh, one of them was a Christian, okay. and the other one was not. Um, she kind of, I think, grew up Buddhist as well. Okay. Um, I remember they just had walked through basically from like Genesis to Revelation, and my mind was like, I have never heard of any of this. Oh, that's like, so bold. Yeah, and it's amazing, and I'm very, very thankful for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I just remember them sharing that and just like 
what do you think? And I was like, uh. <laughs> Wait, so this was after the movie? Yeah, this was like after. We were just hanging <laughs> okay. out and talking. And uh, they had invited us to like the church service that was meeting at VCU's Commons at the time. Mm-hmm. And just like, hey, well, what did you grow up as? And um, like, what are your questions about, like, Jesus? And just very friendly, very sweet, and taking an interest and hearing us. And mm. um, <laughs> I remember they were like, have you ever heard of the good news? And, you know, as they shared the gospel, and mm. I was like, no, I've never heard this. And um, I remember Nerlum saying, like, do you want to trust in Jesus tonight? And I was like, no, <laughs> definitely not. Um, I was like, nothing in my mind went off as cult. But I was like, mm, let's be cautious. But I, mm. you know, I think I was like, well, I do want to, like, hear more. Not sure of what that meant. Uh, so I ended up going to some of the services. And um, <laughs> I think that was, like, where it was, like, a breath of fresh air meeting a lot of people that are still very impactful in my life today yeah um you know like one of them being like ashen and sandra and just lovely ladies that love the lord and i was Mm. like this is different like they're genuinely nice and joyful and excited and Mm. um kind and i was like this is such a stark difference from what i had experienced yeah Um, and probably even the hangout activities or yes. you want to put it to you're like miss <laughs> potter <laughs> yeah wow okay so then you just start, started doing that in your freshman year and when, at what point did did jesus enter <laughs> your heart <laughs> um so school is so i think it was probably in the fall of my freshman year like okay. later fall um and it was a, a really good loving discipleship of them the two girls just sharing from the book of John like hey why don't we just go through the book of John mm-hmm. every week you read and then if you have questions like we'll try our best to answer and it was just uh, them getting to kind of watch me work through like but what about grace but why would God do this like mm-hmm. what kind of God would you know lay down his life in this way like why um and you know as we kept on dialoguing we're going to like bible study and and from that i remember there was one weekend in particular where my roommate was out of town and i'd just gotten back from bible study and it just hit me like a ton of bricks of like what if everything that these girls have been telling me is true Mm. what if like you know apart from christ like i'm doomed to hell like what if what up you know of all those things like yeah it just weighed so heavily heavily and just made me want to like break down and cry and I did and Mm. I just was like Jesus I need you and I I don't know what that means I just Mm. need you of to forgive me of my sin Mm. and yeah and (laughs) it's comical now because um I was like okay I prayed and I continued you know on with my days and then I remember like two weeks or so the girls were like hey have you thought more about jesus and mm-hmm. i was like oh yeah i definitely prayed like two <laughs> weeks ago and they're like why didn't you tell us and i'm like oh, i was supposed to do that okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah so I, I bet um that's probably not something you went and told your family right so or uh, was it not initially yeah. i think i was working through like oh this is 
different like I don't know like what do I do how do I wrestle with that and then I think the more and more I kept on like no this is good news I Mm -hmm. want them to like partake in this and you know especially like they I want to honor them in that way too of like um, include them in what's going on in my life uh, specifically more my dad just because I think he was more invested of like oh what is happening like okay. I don't know what's going on in her life and then he would be the one to come and pick me up because my freshman year I didn't have a car Gotcha. Um, okay. and so he would come and pick me up whenever we had like a reading day or whatever holiday mm-hmm. um, and then I remember saying like hey so dad yeah <laughs> um I have trusted in Jesus and I want to get baptized. Oh, man. And, you know, and there's a phrase that's like a man of few words. And I always joke that my dad and my brothers are men of fewer words. So he just kind of like was driving and kind of didn't say anything. And then I didn't know he knew this reference or, uh, you know, pop culture. And he was like, well, just don't drink the Kool-Aid. And I was like, how does he know Jim Jones? (laughs) (laughs) And so, but I think he ended up saying like, well, if that's what you want to do, that's okay. Mm. Um, I think my mom had a harder time with it Mm -hmm. just because she was more invested in the Buddhism beliefs. And, you know, I think she kept on saying like, oh, it's just a phase in her life. Mm -hmm. She'll come back around. And that's just an American thing. She's just around like a lot of Americans. And once she gets back home, she'll be back to where she's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. And that didn't happen. (laughs) 15 years later. No. Yeah. So did you find that a lot of your loves changed? Like, did you find your heart more at rest? I mean, I think I definitely felt more of the conviction side. Like, mm. I think there was, as a new believer, I didn't know, like, oh, you should not date, like, this person okay. or um, making wise decisions as they lined up with scripture. But I think definitely, for real, like, that the spirit is real to convict and prune out those things mm-hmm. of, like, oh, I don't want to desire, you know, continuing in a life that does not honor Jesus. Yeah. So that was, you know, clear turning point in your life. Was there something else that happened in those college years that was like a big shift in your life or I mean, I think just the people I was plugged in around. Mm. It was just really powerful to be around community and just wanting to be invested here. Um I think when it came down to me graduating from college my dad was like, all right, you're moving home, right? And oh, I was like, okay. no, uh, no, I'm not going to move back home. And, uh, you know, he was like, okay, well, you can move into this apartment and we'll buy this and do this. And uh-huh. I was like, no, like, I just want to be here. Like, I think this is where I'm ro- meant to be rooted in. And this is a, a family. This is where I, it is my forever family. Mm. Did you were, Did you move out? from the dorms and into an apartment with anybody at any point? Yeah. <laughs> so I joke that I've lived with lots of people from Remnant. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so my freshman and sophomore year was in the dorms, and then my junior and senior year were with a lot of, uh, I believe, Ashton and okay. uh, another gal named Ryan and Sandra. And Ryan Williams. <laughs> yes. And so... She's great. She is. And (laughs) yeah, I think we ended up moving into, we call it the idle hood. 
Um, oh, yes. <laughs> and, well, I don't remember the house address, but it was right across from a playground. And we would watch all the... Near Carytown, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Um, so those ladies were very instrumental and obviously still um, mm-hmm. and just loving the Lord together, getting to serve together. You grew up in Jesus in a way together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think we all, you know, obviously came from different backgrounds where, you know, some of the ladies grew up in Christian homes and some maybe not so much and just getting to walk that out that life together mm-hmm. and that although one another's in that way mm-hmm. and I'm very thankful like to be able to have that as the core of my remaining college years too mm-hmm. and then even going into my adulthood um, I'm pretty sure I've lived with Taylor Cox and oh, Kim Washington <laughs> and then uh, yeah it just I, oh, it's, I'm probably Top in like ten other ladies that I'm forgetting and you psychologize them all <laughs> right you had a psych- did you graduate with a psychology I did yeah. I did and okay. then I ended up going to you work have notes on everyone right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> down low mm-hmm. uh, I ended up actually using that psychology degree to work for a merger and acquisition firm. Okay, you lost me. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I ended up working, doing, like, more, like, administrative work for a company that's right off of Canal Street. Um, And then, yeah, that was my my big plans. I was like, I don't want to spend any more money to go to college. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So should we be imagining, like, High Hill Susan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like Ann Taylor Loft, but like the clearance rack. But yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. That's so crazy. Okay. How long did you do that? Uh, I believe, let's see, about five years. Uh, so um, maybe rounding up to it. But yeah, I did that and, you know, had met Zach. And okay. Hold on real quick. What uh, was your title? What was your. Oh, golly. Uh-oh. So let's see. There was administrative assistant, and then there was administrative, administrative assistant. Assistant mm. to the administrator, by yeah. chance? <laughs> yeah, from the office. <laughs> Have you seen that? Assistant to the assistant <laughs> of the merger and acquisitions. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then you met Zach. Well, I had known Zach since, uh, let's see, 2010, and I had knew him as the Amanda had the board shorts and the oh. Greek fro and the high five and white wrapper. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, something stick now, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, do you want to share that story? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we could be here all night with that. Oh. Um, yeah. So Zach and I had met, I think, from Kyle and Ashton, and we had no. Well, Kyle was like best friends with Zach and they love recording and do music together and then Ashen Tower of course is amazing and she was the woman that was you know best bud from the beginning from our ballroom dancing days at the uh, dance space and oh my goodness <laughs> um and so they had gotten together obviously and we became like hallmark okay when are you guys gonna get together <laughs> but uh zach had ended up dating someone else for a little bit and then that ended and then lots of people were like well, what about susan mm. um i'm pretty sure that was ricky and audrey love doing so yes. <laughs> they knew what's up they did <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so we ended up sorry dating 
uh, in December of 2012. Mm-hmm. And then we ended up getting engaged in March of 2013 and married yeah. until uh, August of 2013. Awesome. So we're coming up on 10 years. That is so <laughs> cool. Praise the Lord. Yay. So when you look back now, that was like 10 years ago, like even back further. Is it hard to relate to some of that college life? Um, Or because it's Richmond, does it feel close to you still or? No, I mean, I think you start to get so removed from some of it, obviously. I think just like the lifestyle, the things that you're interested in. um, Yeah, I feel like it was a completely different. I mean, I was a completely different person, Mm -hmm. like new creation mentality now. And yeah, some things I'm like, I can't believe I still did. You know, I think I mentioned like working at Macy's. I used to also shoplift from Macy's yeah. <laughs> and I'm like oh man I did that <laughs> yeah yeah that's different <laughs> that is a change I bet that is very hard to relate to so yeah I'm just thinking um I guess maybe in your more recent years then there's probably just so much you learned about yourself um mm-hmm. yeah it was like a lot of that maybe post-sac or with sac do you feel like like yeah. God is just peeling back layers in you. Yeah, I mean, I think every season is like another level of yourself that the Lord shows you to. I think for me, in my single years, yeah. I was very misindependent. I don't need anybody. And then, you know, having to be humbled of like, no, you still need the Lord in that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I think there's things that I love to do. And I was, I'm always type a personality and planner i'm like okay i'm gonna have coffee date with this girl and then i'm gonna do this and like i'm back to back to back and do all these things <laughs> and then you know when you start dating somebody having to include that aspect of it and then obviously engagement and marriage and mm-hmm. now with little ones and yeah i think each season the lord has given it has revealed a lot of maybe the same tendencies of control for me, my sin of that, and then also like how to relinquish that and come back to the good news and my dependency on Christ. So you had at one point where you were talking, I think you you were talking about being a question asker. Mm -hmm. Did you mean like more like, what is a cloud? Or did you mean (laughs) like, I'm just gonna question everything because it's authority? Like what what did you mean by? Hmm. I mean probably a lot of like, but why? Why do we have to do that? Why Why this way? Why does it have to always happen like this? Um, I think even as I was questioning Christianity, I mm-hmm. think it didn't make sense to me because so much of my life was told like, hey, this is the way of life. Like you must be traditional in these aspects of Buddhism and like roles. And, mm-hmm. you know, you don't get to question authority or anything like that, that may not sound good or whatever um Mm -hmm. and i think even as like a christian it's just good to be able to think well have thoughts about things and not just absorb it and i think that's always my tendency is like oh but why why do we do these things Mm -hmm. Mm. so is there some things though that you learned yeah i mean i think it's been a good shaping of things that maybe i didn't learn and you know definitely don't hear this as like me bashing my parents i Mm -hmm. definitely love them and honor them and respect them and and even as a christian having to go and apologize for things i had done like as a non-believer um and asking for forgiveness and that's a foreign concept but 
I'm very thankful for the life that I was given in that way too. Um, and I think from just having to relearn a lot of how do we live together as as a family mm-hmm. like families are messy family are gonna have different dynamics and you know you can't look at one person and be like why do they always do this perfect and I can't do that and yeah. or just you know being content in how we are distinct and I think I learned a lot of that from the ladies that I lived with mm. so much so like how to cultivate a home in our singleness we would have like game nights we would have meals okay. being made and preparations for whatever else like there's always a 13 by 9 pan of brownies on our oh, stove top man. which was deadly oh, <laughs> but also man. glorious at the same time <laughs> I'm on a sugar fast you're killing no. me <laughs> <laughs> I see the chewy yeah yeah I mean it never lasted long with I believe <sighs> at five girls at one point it <laughs> <laughs> sounds fun um Gosh, I bet you just have like these fun connections with the ladies that you all mentioned. Like you could just look at their eyes and be like, yep. Yeah. I mean, it's it's comical to know that, you know, we knew each other as our maiden names and Mm -hmm. to see the faithfulness of the Lord, to see like, you know, two, three, four kids later. And whoa, (laughs) we've have outnumbered our hangouts for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So this is your soil. Is there anything else that you want to share that maybe you didn't get to say? Hmm. Um. No, I mean, I think a lot of, I'm just very thankful for the people that invested their lives into me and, Mm. you know, specifically the girls that shared Jesus. And I think you mentioned like just the boldness of like that. And I'm like, yeah, I pray for that kind of boldness to impact someone else's life in that way. And, you know, I think I'm very thankful again for the ladies that have walked in my life Mm. from, day one of being a Christian and until even today. Yeah. Yeah. That is so beautiful. Well, that's kind of the perfect transition to (laughs) this final section of um, the first um, half of Susan's podcast. Um, And I always actually look forward to this section. Um, We have so many wonderful, wonderful ladies in our church family. And this part is an opportunity to recognize how Jesus has conformed um, just one in particular to his likeness. And I asked Susan ahead of time to think on a character of Jesus that she has been impacted by because a woman in our church body showed that to her in some way. Mm. Um, So there's a lot of invitations that I put (laughs) forward to whoever agrees to be my uh, guest. But anyway, this is just another invitation um, to keep your eyes open and acknowledge that God is real among us and his Holy Spirit is doing what he promised to change us from the inside out to be more and more like Jesus. And so Susan is going to to share her lady. And Susan, after you share the lady with us who you want to honor tonight for her godly virtue, um, would you mind just praying for her and the ladies of our church family to keep growing in that aspect? Yeah, there's a lot of ladies that definitely have shaped me. Um, but I think the key and clarifying point was a virtue that you just admire or I admire and the first person I thought of was Kelsey Dotson Um, she has been a beautiful example of humility she is slow to speak and thoughtful in her responses Uh, she doesn't try to answer everything immediately 
and is just a prime example of someone that is always trying to learn from others. I just think of her as very teachable and is something that I want to grow in as well. And uh, <laughs> she's probably not going to like me for this part, but <laughs> if you have ever had a dialogue with her, you constantly hear her say, huh, when you say something. And she just asks good follow-up questions to fully see where people are coming from. And yeah, I just always appreciated this trait in her. And I know Zach does as well And Andrew. They're just a dynamic duo in that way of loving people. Um, and we <laughs> just love the example they set forth of like not boasting in themselves, but in God. And it just makes it so easy for folks to come up and to them and approach them. Mm-hmm. And they just create a welcoming place. And so I'm just gonna go ahead and pray for Kelsey. Uh, Lord, I just thank you for my sweet sister, Kelsey. Lord, I thank you for our friendship and just the beautiful, beautiful example she is of just a woman that is hungry to always seek after you, Lord, to seek a humility that mirrors that of Christ, Lord, and just thankful for her and Andrew and the good work that you have continued to do in their lives, Lord. Uh, thank you just for their beautiful children, for May and Luke and baby girl that's on her way, Lord. We just pray that you just continuously just shine on them, help them to stand firm in the gospel and the good news of what you have done um, and just the humility that you showed to them uh, for dying on the cross. And that would be their greatest joy. Thank you for listening to The Whole Home Podcast, a podcast that displays the unity of sisters in a local church and the way God so wonderfully gives us to each other in our uniqueness and in our sameness for His glory. The stories we share weave together as one grand testimony to the work of Christ and His faithful presence in the garden of our lives. Remember, the Master Gardener is always at work, so let's yield to Him and grow where we're planted.